Welcome to Heels in the Courtroom, a podcast about successfully navigating law and life, featuring the women trial attorneys at the Simon Law Firm. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Heels in the Courtroom. This is Elizabeth McNulty. Today I am with Megan Crow, Liz Lenovey, and Amy Gunn. How's it going, ladies? All good. good. So today we are going to try to get into the holiday spirit, which I've heard some of us are closer to that than others, and kind of talk about our plans for the holidays, how this year's hopefully going to be more back to normal than maybe years past, and all of those super fun holiday networking events. So... I myself am going to be in trial the week after Thanksgiving, which means my Thanksgiving is uh, pretty much non-existent, which is a little bit of a bummer for me, especially because my nephew turns six the day after Thanksgiving. So every year we usually travel to D.C. where my brother and his family live. And this year I will not be doing that, which is a little bit of a bummer, but I've known it for, you know, quite a few months now. So that prepared me for that. But is your mother prepared for not having you there? My mother is traveling here. Oh, good. Okay. My parents, I've tried to tell them not to come here and they weren't really having that. <laughs> but of course, she is flying out the next day to go be at my nephew's birthday party. So she can do it all. Yes, yes. exactly. A true testament to that. So <laughs> she wouldn't miss either thing. My dad will not be going to the party because he will be driving my puppy back to Nashville. For the holidays, because I need someone to dog sit while I'm in trial. I'm sure our listeners are very intrigued by that. (laughs) Anyway, what about everyone else? Well, not to, um, you know, rub it in your face, Elizabeth, (laughs) but I was supposed to be in trial the week before Thanksgiving and we just settled. And I don't know about you guys, but I personally feel like my year has been so crazy. I've had one of the busiest summers and falls in recent memory. And I think it's because, you know, 2020 when COVID hit and then everything slowed down and got really weird for a while. And then last year it was starting to get back to normal. And then this year it has been just full blown normal. Everyone's packing in the events. I've had on top of a really busy work schedule, a really busy personalized schedule with weddings and plans and things like that. And so I have to say, I'm really looking forward to um, this holiday season for a chance to slow down and kind of turn off my brain, which I feel like it's been going on overdrive for uh, quite a while. So I'm looking forward to the holiday season, even though there will be like some networking events that obviously take some being on, quote unquote. But I think in general, it'll be for me, knock on wood, a pretty relaxing season. What I've noticed with networking since COVID is that a lot of us have forgotten how to socialize. (laughs) And so I don't know if it makes it more fun or more stress induced, but I have a lot of work to continue to keep me busy. I want to get things prepped for 2023. I really think that is just my goal for the end of this year is to start thinking about January 3rd when I'll be back in the office and how I can hit the ground running and be ready for my cases and be energized and prepared to face what will be another crazy year because it really has just gone from zero to 100 since the courts have reopened. And I think I need, in fact, I don't think I need, I know I need that time off to, like I said, rest, re-energize myself and then come back ready to go. I'm just sitting here thinking about maybe four to six months ago, feeling at the lowest low after four trials in 10 months and feeling like my life was passing me by. 
And then fast forward a few months and I'm chill. I'm happy. My house is in order. I've been shopping. Like I'm good. And I want to remember this. I need to record this because I won't be good forever. And that's okay because that's the job. There will be a time when I am back low, not because I'm unhappy or I hate my job. It's just, it's a lot. And you can't always be very balanced. We've talked about that many times. You can't always be where you want to be on every aspect of your life. So I am going to try to take a moment and enjoy the next few weeks, trying to get us through the end of the year and really look around and be thankful for where we are and what we've accomplished. And Liz, as you say, really get pumped up for the trials we have starting again in January. And it is equally as important at this point to physically and mentally prepare ourselves for entering back into a crazy year as it is to get the cases ready to be tried. And Elizabeth, you will, you will get there. You're on the roller coaster, you're on the down. Some of us up, some of us down. That's just the way it works. The parties, it's just a function of having time to be excited about it, having it on the calendar. And instead of being like, oh God, I've got three depositions that day, or I've got a, uh, there's a party on Tuesday night and I've got a big deposition on Wednesday, or yeah, there's a party on Friday night, but I'm starting a trial on Monday. Should I go? Should I not go? That is what makes those parties, I'm realizing, not that much fun for me is trying to be present at the party, which is very hard to be when you're in the middle of trying to try a case or get ready to try a case or just be busy. So I'm going to try very hard to enjoy these parties because I have the mental capacity (laughs) to enjoy them. Um, And also, because it's me, I've had the time to shop to find things I want to wear to the parties instead of finding some old thing in the closet. So you know, you know me. It's funny that you mentioned that because recently I was, so over this fall, I've had a lot of events outside of work. Like I just mentioned weddings and I was planning a trivia night for this one young professionals organization that I'm in. And it's a lot of work to plan that event every year. And it's our main fundraiser for the year. And it was last weekend, like two weeks, maybe before the event, I was really stressed about it. And I was thinking of it as this have to do thing. And then about a few days before I switched my mindset into less of a have to do and more of a get to do. And I was thinking about how all my friends and family are going to be there and everyone's going to be there because they want to support me and the organization that I care about. And thinking about, you know, seeing all the people that I love together in one room supporting a good cause made my mind shift completely into being excited about this event. And I was able to like really thoroughly enjoy it a lot more than I think I would have if I was still in the mindset of two weeks prior of I have to do this. It's going to be a lot of work. And I kind of had this realization that exactly what you said, I think I'm going to take that mindset into all these holiday parties, networking. Sometimes that can feel like a drag, especially for an introvert like myself. But thinking about it into oh, I get to see this person who I don't get to see all the time, one of my law school classmates or, you know, getting this opportunity and shifting the mindset. I think I recently had like an epiphany about it and it was super helpful. I love that. And I think a great tip is finding some new outfits for these holiday parties. (laughs) That always makes me more excited to go to them. Simple. We're just simple. Right. And it's okay. 
And I am lucky enough to be on the board of a women lawyers group here in St. Louis, the WLA, and I am the chairperson for our annual holiday party, Yes, which is the weekend after my trial will be over. So that should be really fun. I'm chairing it for the second year. Last year was my first year putting it together. And I find putting those events on, you see how much work goes into it for the people involved. And I think it makes you appreciate those events that you probably aren't that excited to attend that, you know, they're a group of people put a lot of effort into it. So I think that that also helps me kind of like reframe having to go to those events because they are fun once you get there. I think it's the getting there that's the hardest part, especially in such a busy season. You have a lot of stuff going on with family and friends that you want to see, but it's important to kind of reconnect with colleagues in the area too, because that's just as important, especially career-wise and also just getting out and being social. And Elizabeth, I'll say you killed it last year. Killed it, girl. I mean, Thank you. Truly phenomenal work there. Christmas organizer Christmas what are you, Santa <laughs> what do you call yes, yourself Santa I'm excited to go to it because I know how awesome it was last year Thank it was you guys. great it was That's I'm so excited sweet. So I also find that the holidays, it's a good time for everyone to take some time. I know our office is closed from Christmas Eve to New Year's Day. I use that as a way to kind of, none of my immediate family lives in St. Louis. So I usually go spend a lot of time with them, kind of recharge and honestly just do a lot of nothing generally. That's what I look forward to, especially after kind of a crazy holiday season. What does everyone else do to kind of recharge during that time off? That week between Christmas and New Year's is really one of my favorite. For that very reason, Elizabeth, it's because there's really no expectation. The office is closed. But unlike going on a vacation, which is really the only other time we're kind of out of the office for extended periods of time, we stay at home. And honestly, I usually don't do much. I will always work on the house. There's a bunch of stuff to clean up after the presents get destroyed and things like that. But I am very well known to sit in bed and eat that big tin of popcorn that you always get from whatever, <laughs> like literally like go through that popcorn all over the place. And that's my little, that's my little fun time. I similarly just do mostly nothing that week. My parents live close by, but I usually will stay a few nights at their house, just have a lot of family time. I'm very close to my extended family, but I think I spend more time with them during that week than any other time. Even though it's close, sometimes just, you know, spending the night at my parents' house makes us both happy. My dad loves cooking breakfast in the morning and uh, having that extra family time is great. So that's pretty much usually how I spend that week. I use that time to read for fun. <gasps> it's like the one time of the year I get to read for fun. <laughs> because most of the time, for the remainder of the year, you know, the other 51 weeks, I'm so busy with work. I'm tired from work. I've got all of these other obligations, whether it's from family or from various organizations I'm involved in. And it's really hard to sit down and read a book from start to finish. And I'm one of those people, Elizabeth's <laughs> laughing at me, but I'm one of those people that I'll read, 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 and then I'll put the book down and I won't pick it up for months. And then by the time I pick it up, I've forgotten where I was at. Yeah. But during Christmas, I got five, six, seven uninterrupted days where I can just sit and enjoy reading a book straight through. And obviously I can't pick up like War and Peace. I'm probably not going to finish that in the week. <laughs> but I can find a couple books and I really enjoy going to a local 
bookseller. For me, it's Left Bank Books. Please support local. And buying a couple like little short novels that I can sort of cruise through during the week. And it's just something that I get to do. I get to read for fun. We read so much in this job and it's never for fun. And my Christmas week, my Christmas break is when I get to do my reading for fun. And I know how pathetic that sounds, but it's what I do during my break. Uh, trust me, that does not <laughs> sound pathetic to me. That is usually a given when I have downtime. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's more productive than the other three answers, which were do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a one. Yeah, you win. You win. <laughs> I should say I shop the sales. I shop the sales. I do that too. Yeah. Still not as good as reading for fun, but well, I guess I'm just better than all (laughs) of you. (laughs) That is the takeaway of today's episode. (laughs) Be like Liz. Okay, so with the holidays approaching, something I always find to be kind of fun, but also kind of stressful is shopping for the people in my life and work related that includes the people I work with every day. And I think that it can be kind of a difficult subject to approach. I have a friend who is higher up in her company and someone that reports to her buys her gifts like year round. And it's like really nice and it comes from a really nice place. But at some point you have to be like, please stop buying me this stuff and like buy your kids gifts or something. I don't know. <laughs> but how do you have that conversation with someone? I have <laughs> Is that rude? I don't like you don't need to spend money on someone that is above you like that. I think that you can buy them something that's like thoughtful, but you don't need to buy them gifts year round like that. Is it something big or is it something small like, hey, here's a $15 candle? It's really it's weird stuff. Weird stuff. Maybe <laughs> that's the problem. It's like <laughs> it's very religious things to someone oh. that isn't necessarily religious. Oh no. Now we're getting into a different territory. Yeah, I know. Of- so it's just like a lot of gifts a lot of the time. And it's very kind of it puts the person that's higher up, my friend, in like a kind of an uncomfortable situation. I don't know how you're gonna approach it. Her idea for the holidays was to tell her team that they were gonna sponsor a family and buy them gifts instead of exchanging gifts, which I think is a really great idea if you are a person in a position of power higher up that you were kind of trying to avoid this problem, suggesting that to your team. But I still think that if people report to you, you need to do something for them during the holidays. What that is, I think, is open to discussion. How do you guys usually handle that? I have tried for 15 years to tell Donna not to buy me stuff for Christmas or my birthday or boss's day. And she tells me she enjoys doing it. I believe her, but at this point, it's just, it's not gonna stop. So thank you, Donna. And so when I started out with only a couple of staff members, I really enjoyed thinking about gifts that they would like and shopping for gifts that they would like. And and I've sort of always defaulted to purses and other kind of girly things because I find that working women, such as ourselves, sometimes think about everybody else and what everybody else wants as opposed to what you'd want for yourself. And so I've always tried to focus on that. And in fact, that's still what I do for Donna. 15 years later, she's had 15 plus purses from me. <laughs> but this year, she has picked it out. Because I said, look, I don't know what color. I've gotten you every color under the rainbow. And we've sort of devolved, I guess, into this is what I want. This is what I want. And we do it, which is a little less exciting, but also less stressful. I have staff members that have been with me for many years and then others that have been with me just for a few years. And I think there is seniority 
And that to me is reflected in what I spend on the gift. Obviously, I think the longer somebody puts up with me, the better gift they deserve. That's sort of the, (laughs) for staff members, that's sort of my rule of thumb. As a uh, supervisor, I just don't think you're ever going to go wrong being generous to your staff. And to me, there's a direct relationship between how successful I am and how dedicated and committed my staff is to me and to the clients. And if you're not thinking of things that way, then you're probably missing it a little bit. I mean, it's like the line from President Obama, you didn't build that yourself, right? I mean, anybody who thinks that they're successful in this kind of job based solely on their own merit is delusional. But in addition to the gift, I try real hard to write a note expressing my gratitude for the hard work for the year and what I've enjoyed about working together and hoping that it continues. And oftentimes that's more appreciated than the gift, I find. So I look at that kind of formula. Here's your gift. Here's some cash because ain't nobody done like cash. And a nice note. So that's my formula. A little gift or a big gift, depending on who you are. A little bit of cash or a little bit more cash, depending on who you are or how long you've been there. And then a nice note. So I will say I'm a terrible gift giver. I'm not good at it. It gives me a lot of stress. And so what I've done, at least coming from me, because I'm probably not writing them a huge check, but what I've tried to do, at least in the office setting, is I try to find something about my staff member's personality, one thing about them that I know and I pick up during the year. So for example, last year, Claudia, I got her a mug from a TV show that I know she loves. And I know she loves it because she had a bunch of stuff in her office that was of this television show. And I was like, I will add to that collection because I know she loves it. Thoughtful. That is. Donna really loves her dog. So I found her a really cute tea towel with the same kind of dog that she has. And she seemed to really like it. And so it wasn't a big gift. It wasn't much, but I did make it a, a point to try to find one thing that I knew about my staff member that they love, that they really, truly love and incorporate that into the gift. And I think part of it is, like you said, Amy, it may not necessarily be the most expensive gift in the world. It's not about what the gift itself is. It's about the thought behind it. And I wanted them to know that I am thinking about them and that I try to incorporate that into the item that I got for them. It sounds like you are a good gift giver. I don't know why you said you aren't. Because, For real. because like a weirdo, I stalk them through the rest of the year <laughs> trying to find one thing I can find about that's them. That's what good gift givers yes, do. Oh, yes, well, maybe that's, that's what I've learned about myself this 2022. Stay I'm actually really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes even a gift card or something like that, even though it may feel impersonal, it can still be personal. I mean, I've done for um, one of my paralegals, we ran into each other one Saturday at Ulta. So obviously I know she shops at Ulta. So I got her an Ulta gift card the next gift giving time I had. It was something that I knew she would use and appreciate, even though sometimes giving gift cards can feel impersonal. I think there's still a really good option if you put some thought into what you think that person would like. Well, so I think the theme is to try to find out something about your staff, people that work for you. Hopefully you already know that shouldn't be too much work. And I do agree with Amy that thoughtful note, I think, goes a really long way, especially in a profession which requires such, you know, long hours and real dedication like ours. So I think that that is super, super important. And I cannot emphasize enough 
how much I agree with the idea that staff should not feel compelled to buy their supervisor's gifts. The stress of that, trying to figure out what to get that person is not necessary. It's not necessary. I think a nice note is more than enough, honestly. Or how about continuing to work hard for me? How about that? Let's agree that continuing to show up and work hard for me and the clients is gift enough. They might prefer to just buy the gift. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if they buy me a big gift, they can earn like a whole month of not doing a very good job. That's it. I hadn't thought about that. It's fascinating part of the One other item that comes up this time of year is corporate giving. And our firm, we have a holiday gift list that is a mile long. Right. You get on it, you ain't never getting off. And that's fun. And we pick something, obviously it has our logo on it, because the idea is that if you ever have a case that you think needs to be referred to a place like ours, you'll think of us. But it's also fun. And we do bags, we've done umbrellas, we've done travel mugs, we've done a number of different things. And I think people look forward to it. And I know that when this time of year gift bags come in, fruit baskets, that kind of thing, it's kind of fun. And I don't have the stress of having someone from my staff give me stuff. If it comes from like a company or a corporation, I'm like, yeah, bring it on. I'll take that. So we usually have a number of things that get delivered. And sometimes if you're in the right place at the right time, you can take it home. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's fun. And I just always remember having some kind of like basket come in and taking it home. And my children, that was always so much fun for my children to get the cookie out of it or to get the cake pop or whatever is in it. And you look like a hero coming in with this big basket from work that your kids or your spouse or your whoever can munch off of. So I don't know if y'all do any gift giving out there in Heels in the Courtroom listening world, but just speaking from somebody who is sometimes the recipient, I love it. Do it. It's fun. It's good marketing. I still get to reap benefits of secondhand corporate gifts from my parents. Every Sunday I go over there for dinner and around the holidays, my dad always brings home yes. stuff from work and I always get to pick through it. See, still, <laughs> even as an adult. I love it. I love it. I do think it's important to remember now with less people in the office kind of sending like a lot of food items. A lot of that stuff isn't as exciting as it used to be because, I mean, here you've got a few people in the office every day. It's going to go bad, which is kind of a waste. So I think at least for our firm, I feel like we've tried to focus on something that we can put our logo on, but also something that can be used like every day that isn't just going to like sit in the corner or get thrown in your garage sale pile. So I think that those like Yeti cups or we did Bluetooth speakers once that I actually do use, but we did send binoculars once, which I think was an odd choice. Binoculars here was weird. (laughs) So maybe don't do that. But I do think umbrellas, like you can never have too many umbrellas, especially if you are in a profession where you have to walk to the courthouse or something like that. So I think that those are all something useful, I think. I'm going to vote for popcorn in tins, in festive tins. (laughs) Those tri-sectioned ones, you know. Classic. Yeah, like let's say caramel, mm-hmm. plain cheese, cheddar. and cheese. Yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. All right, anybody listening? That's that's the winner. <laughs> if anyone wants to know, I'm currently writing down what to get Amy for Christmas because now I know the one thing she likes. <laughs> I know. No, a note. Yeah, you're not supposed to get her anything. Remember, <sighs> work hard no... in January, Liz. You're good. Yes, <laughs> just work hard. How Liz. many days of nothing. laziness does popcorn get? Okay, well that's. <laughs> 
Probably quite a bit. Whoa. I do love the popcorn, but I only really focus on it over the holidays. That's sort of my little treasure. Popcorn. Books. Popcorn. <laughs> we all got them. You could do both of those things year round, just so, you, just so our no, listeners no, know. No, special no. treats. <laughs> One last item. Be careful about gifting alcohol as a corporate gift or to your colleagues. You never know how problematic that could be in someone's life. So maybe don't do that. Think of something else. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. As always, our episodes drop every Wednesday, so be sure to like and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next week on Heels in the Courtroom. Amy, Liz, Erica, Mary, Elizabeth, and Megan would love to hear from you. Send your thoughts to comments at heelsinthecourtroom.law and subscribe today. 